What would it mean for you to be truly visible, to use your voice and express your gifts in the way that only you can? What would it be like if you could receive the vision for your life that was designed specifically for you? Visibility School is coming. Join us, www.visibility.school. It's time. In meteorology, visibility is a measure of the distance at which an object or light can be clearly perceived. Apparent, obvious, and seen are other synonyms for this word. These days, being visible comes with influence, with likes, hearts, and shares. We get press, or we're on TV. But what if we start to define visibility according to one of its underused definitions? available. Are you, at the deepest part of where you are you, available to receive what it is you've asked for? I'm Kim Cutable, an author, producer, and entrepreneur. Voice Lessons is a podcast about women's lives, what, why, and how they create, and the way that they lead. This is a voice lesson on visibility. When you look in the mirror, do you see yourself for who you truly are? Do you recognize a leader? A legend? Or will you stay unknown? The difference is not just a factor of visibility. It's also about availability. How willing are you to give up your habit of being invisible? How available are you to make choices that are in alignment with your vision? The one that allows you to be seen and heard on your own terms. Being visible asks you to answer the question, that the late Mary Oliver asked in her poem, The Summer Day. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel down in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Tell me, are you listening to your innermost voice? You know, that guidance you instinctively lean on when you're being creative. It's the voice that tells you Use this instead of that. Leave that on the floor where you cut it out. Depending on how disconnected you are, it may feel unfamiliar in your chest when that voice bubbles up for your life, when it stirs your heart. It's the voice you may have turned off in the name of doing business or to win somebody's love, to gain another's approval. That voice coming from the deepest part of you may speak quietly, nudging you not to take the job that isn't a good fit, despite how much money you'll make, 
It may roar with a yes for a trip to Italy now when your accountant tells you next year. It may tell you to stop blaming him for how you feel. I know you wanted his approval, but was it really worth abandoning yourself? Usually your innermost voice, the one with the guidance that comes from the deepest part of you, is probably the antithesis of those nice, right, polite, or realistic shoulds, the opportunity cost your left brain is busy calculating. Following somebody else's should, perhaps unconsciously, usually unconsciously, because it's the nice, right, polite, or realistic thing to do, will always leave you feeling stressed, unsure, afraid, angry, overwhelmed, invisible, if it's not in alignment with your inner truth. Realistic? You mean those expectations that were set by somebody else based on what they thought was possible to achieve? Being visible or available is about presence. It requires you to redefine what is normal moment by moment. And no, you're not imagining it. Some people don't like it when you use that voice, when you stand up for what you believe in, when you speak up for change, when you ask or demand, even quietly, to be noticed, or when you take a stand for some other woman or child who is afraid to use their voice, who hasn't been granted that same privilege. This legacy of invisibility, of silence among women, is one that is so embedded into our culture and consciousness, and it is one that is time to undo. Others won't see you, all of you, until you see yourself. When you are available to be visible, it can be uncomfortable to trust the suggestion that you live in the uncertainty of a question that is asking your soul to grow. Especially when your left brain is busy demanding security. But your intuition, that gut sense, that small, still voice, whatever you call that inner light that comes from the same source where your desires began, that inner voice is not an impression. It's not what you think you know. It is your guidance. It's a voice that is beyond intellect, the ultimate wisdom. And although it may seem elusive or tricky, it's always available and always right. So let me ask you this. What would you know to do if you stopped in the moment of a reaction to respond? Respond to a part of your soul that needs to be seen right now. What if you made a decision to check in and figure out whether the choice you're making is actually in alignment with who you know yourself to be at the deepest part of you instead of who others say you are? There's a profound difference between making choices that serve you and making choices because you think you have to. Start with your desires, and they are as individual and perfect as your fingerprints. They are the building blocks of your vision, the vision that will allow you to be visible. A woman who is cut off from her soul's desires is cut off from the highest vision of her life. 
because women's desires are the threads. They're like the fibers of her heart. When your heart is open, you are visible and available to express your creativity, to stand in your value and make your greatest contribution, not just to yourself, but to the people in your care. What if your desires were the compass that keep your life aligned with true north? What if you can't live the best version of your life without acknowledging what your desires are? Because hint, you can't. Would you be so quick to abandon them to let other people judge them as frivolous? Who cares what other people think? What if every time you had a desire, it was because spirit was calling you in the direction that you were meant to go? What if your desires are your guidance system? You think to yourself, but am I allowed to have that? Am I supposed to be that? Isn't it selfish to receive that? What if the fact that you had the desire was permission enough? Why would you have the desire in the first place if it wasn't meant for you? If it was impossible? When you focus on how they make you feel, which I hope they make you feel good, you get more of that. So for those of you who staked your claim on desires ages ago, but and it's the only thing you ever wanted and it still hasn't arrived, and why would you risk desiring again? A delay is not a denial. If you're focused on the fact that the desire has not come to you instead of the desire itself, then it's you that's holding it at bay. Or perhaps you surrounded yourself with a system with people, with habits, or ways of being that are in direct opposition to who you are, to allowing that desire in. Here's the thing. If you've deeply longed for something, with no good expectation of its realization, if you don't believe your desires are yours to receive, you will get what you focus on. A whole lot of nada. Because it's no use to desire a thing unless you expect to get it. Desire without expectation is just wishing or dreaming. Okay, so maybe you're asking how. How are these desires of mine supposed to come from the space of ideas to me here or now? Sounds a little woo, doesn't it? Don't worry about that for the moment. Just plant the seed. Plant the seed and water it with expectation of its fulfillment. Don't listen to the voice that tells you, you don't have time for this. I can't make money from that. Or the one that asks you if this person or that person will approve. It's one thing to acknowledge what you desire, but it's a skill to stay out of trying to control how they will come to be. Getting stuck in the hows will always interrupt the flow of opportunity. Being visible requires that you hold open the doors of expectation and gratitude, that you expect what you have seen and felt in your heart is true. But not only that, you must be grateful that it's already arrived, that your desire is, as it were, done. Otherwise, you're just wishing. 
idly. So, are you available? Available to true up when it comes to your desires, to speak the truth of what they are, and to open your arms wide and receive that which you've asked for? As a final point, and you probably won't like this, but being visible will usually require that you do things differently. And that's where your tricky thoughts might come in. If desires are just life seeking a fuller expression, they require more space to come in. Making space will demand that you shift, that you let go of patterns, people, and promises that no longer serve you. The outer circumstances you have created in your life are directly related to the way you see yourself on the inside. Being visible will require you to choose to stop being dragged along by the momentum of life. It will ask that you deal with your overwhelm, the promises you break to yourself, the reasons you can't stop comparing or competing. Perhaps you need to learn to set boundaries or to ask for the full value of your service or to manage your time differently. It's going to take spiritual maturity to refuse to give up, to allow yourself to be seen and heard in all of your truth when a difficult situation is calling you to grow and accept all of you. So it's time to practice. Practice being visible. Close your eyes and allow yourself to receive the vision. If you are struggling, ask, show me what to picture. And then let your desires bubble up to show you the way. If you're really struggling, make a love list. Write down all of the things that you love to do or to eat or to wear. If you can't think of any, look in the drawer that you've labeled I used to do or be or have. You have all of the answers when you ask the right questions. Be visible. Speak your truth. Every other woman needs you to lead. Voice Lessons is produced, written, and spoken by me, Kim Cutable. It's also produced and edited by Sergio Miranda and associate produced by Jessica Manalga. Our music was created by singer-songwriter Claire Hamill. You can find out when we post new episodes when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And if you liked what you've heard, we would love it if you leave us a review. You can join our community at Facebook forward slash Voice Lessons Podcast. And if you have a question or comment or want to suggest a guest, you can do it there. Or if you're on Instagram, tag us at Voice Lessons Podcast and use the hashtag LessonUp. For other inspiration, updates, and show notes, subscribe at VoiceLessonsPodcast.com. <laughs>